Hello, and welcome to the Power Your Advice podcast, brought to you by Advisorpedia. In this series, we interview innovators from across the financial services industry to help you understand who they are, what they do, and why that matters to you and your clients. Hello, and welcome to the podcast. With October being Cybersecurity Month, it's a good time to review the financial consequences of neglecting cybersecurity and discuss how you can safeguard your assets in an increasingly exposed digital world. To give insights into these vital concerns, we've invited Kurt Long, chair and co-founder of Bunker, an app empowering people and their families to organize and secure the most important information in their lives. Welcome, Kurt. Good to be here, Julia. Thanks for having me. And uh, thanks to Advisorpedia. Can you give us an idea of your history as an entrepreneur prior to establishing Bunker, specifically how you helped businesses in the wealth management industry secure their data? Sure. Uh, For the past 25 years prior to Bunker, um, I had founded uh, software companies, two of them, that we grew into global businesses that had large banks, financial services customers, healthcare customers all around the world. And uh, we protected around 350 million patient records around the world. We played a part in protecting trillions of dollars of of wealth, um, including global banks, global financial services companies, um, significant um, wealth managers, as well as boutique wealth managers. So had a great exposure to both the security side and the the compliance side. Uh, In addition, for those businesses where you're handling that much uh, secure and personal information, I'd argue that's commercially, it's the most valuable sought after information on the planet that you always have um, you always have the bad guys coming after that data uh, both in your customers as well as at your own business so if we ever suffered a breach uh, it was pretty much the end of any business we were running and it was the end of shareholder value we secured our business that never happened uh, but we did have to both secure and comply with all of those regulations, everything from HIPAA to FINRA regs, SEC, GDPR, Financial Conduct Authority, SOC 2, Australian uh, laws and their enforcement. Uh, so it was quite education. The, the second of those businesses was fair warning. It was acquired, I think, in late uh, 2019. And um, we, we ran that as a family, to be forthright. It grew into a significant business, but our family was involved in it. And uh, and we left that business at about the same time, and that's the that's the history prior to uh, prior to Bunker. Your latest venture, Bunker, officially launched in early October. Can you tell us about the vision, belief, and purpose behind the app? Like everyone else, uh, I think most everyone else, during COVID lockdowns, uh, we were living a digital life, uh, largely digital life. And we were using all the tools that all of us use, text, email, cloud storage, social media messengers. Uh, I think I had a password manager at that time as well. And we we went from having like this administrative staff, uh, especially myself, uh, that did everything for me. So I didn't have that many tech frustrations, if you will. And when we sold, fair warning, those they were gone. So I basically did all that myself. And uh, beginning with myself, but the entire, all of us just noticed how 
frustrating, simple things in email are finding attachments and how many spam messages we got from text messengers and that social media messengers were, you know, not just compromised privacy wise, but they were really vulnerable to imposters and the cloud storage and password management, none of it worked together. Very clumsy, very frustrating. And uh, based on the experience that I told you before, I just felt like we can do better than this. We have to do better than this. I have a great deal of empathy for all people that are facing these cybersecurity threats because I know a lot about the bad guys. I know how they think. I know their tactics. They're ruthless. They're looking for vulnerable. They All they care about is vulnerable. As soon as you can let go of the idea that they might have a moral compass like the way that you do and just realize that if you're vulnerable, that's it. They're taking everything they can from you. And that's how they view the world. And they operate out of countries that do not have extradition treaties with the United States. So you can't touch them with law enforcement. You can't regulate them. So Bunker became this idea and today a product used in 29 countries around the world that was going to put all that together in a single, affordable, easy to use app. We would make bulletproof uh, messaging, which it is, invitation-only messaging, a password manager, secure file storage, uh, build it for people who traveled a lot um, and that were, if not travel, on the go. So your information would always be simple and available to you. And we, by doing that, we've eliminated, completely eliminated the threat vectors that the bad people use. Um, they use email, they use text, they use social media messengers uh, to attack. And we've eliminated all of that. And the big goal was, can we make this super, super simple? So it's, you know, we like to talk about if you can send a text message, you can use Bunker. Um, and it's it's worked, it's growing. And um, we think that wealth management and financial services has some particular challenges. And we'll we'll talk more about that in a moment. Like we mentioned, October is Cybersecurity Month, so let's touch on a few common types of scams and maybe who is the most vulnerable in these types of situations. There's some well-established ones that really never stop going away, uh, beginning with wire fraud, multi-billion dollar industry a year. Emails get compromised. You're not even aware that the criminals have compromised your email. They sit in the middle of your email threads they automate the monitoring of them. They watch for words like wire. They watch for words like address. And then they jump in the middle when you're about to do a wire and send fraudulent wiring instructions. It happens across every industry. The you know big, big wealth managers and uh, big banks, they, they do a great job of having portals where you can securely conduct wire transfers without email. The further, if you get to mid-market and the smaller boutique wealth managers, sometimes they're they're not as aware and certainly all the customers aren't aware. So that has never ended. Here's a new one that's just emerged, Loyalty Points. Uh, it's a $50 billion repository of money in terms of what's stored up across hospitality, retail, any kind of loyalty program that you can think of grew dramatically because the companies were giving away the rewards to keep their gold customers at gold, say. And in the same time, there was these breaches 
that allowed the bad people to get a hold of basic information, including passwords in many cases. And if you reuse the password anywhere, you were subject to, and still are, to having your loyalty points cashed in. You know, I've spoken to people personally, and we work with um, intelligence agents that that uh, provide us information about how these people conduct those kinds of crimes. It's rampant. Move into a little more of the emerging, and that would be on the imposters. And again, text, social social media, uh, email. And you think, well, you know, I've, I'm getting used to this and I can tell that when I see a text that says, uh, Amazon's delivering a package and it's got that little link for you to click on. And then it wants you to enter your credit card number. And you think you've known these, these are changing. The cr- cyber criminals are applying artificial intelligence to those. They're also using AI to collect information about us all. So now these are increasing sophistication. So you won't see the spelling errors as much and they might have be much more personal than you knew in the past. So everyone should, it's going to be very difficult that the technology that the bad people are using is about to outpace the little filters that we have on, on the front of these accounts. So that that's an escalating one. And then you're seeing things like fake kidnapping uh, voice. So if it's a high net worth person, they'll produce an AI generated voice message that they can send along that emulates someone's voice, a loved one's voice and ransoms that person off for money. They'll try to collect super fast and they might know personal information about why why the person that's supposedly kidnapped is incapacitated for whatever reason. Maybe they're traveling and they'll try to get money out of the family. Uh, we're seeing those. And then the ones that are also emerging is kind of videos with voice that are getting close to being indetectable and that will open up a whole nother series of threats. So without the protections against against the outsiders without kind of validated um, authenticated communications, it's it's going to be very tricky uh, for people to navigate this. Why should people be taking this seriously and how can they begin protecting themselves and their loved ones? Yeah, I mean, it's basically communic- anything that's sensitive information at all, communicate over secure channels. I, I personally try to limit what I communicate via text and email. Um, that's for sure. Uh, you definitely want to be managing passwords. Uh, that meaning don't reuse passwords, update them from time to time. You can go to a website called I've been pwned. It's uh, I-B-E-E-N, uh, P-W-N-D, I think it is, dot com. It's, if, if it's not that, it's very close. You can type your email address in there. Chances are your email address has been involved in a breach. Keep track of that. So you need to, I I would update my email password um, periodically regardless. And, uh, you know, those are, those are some of the basics and you're going to have a harder and harder time with the email and text training because of the AI is making those attacks more sophisticated. Uh, So so people were, are going to be more vulnerable there than ever if they're if they're relying on email, text, social media, and that it doesn't even include the uh, chatbots that the social media companies are building into those messaging platforms that make it a little less clear about what's real and not real. So 
uh, going to need some place that you have firm ground on to know what's real and, and who's real on the other end of your communications. I know that wasn't the greatest news, Julie. I know that was all hard news, but and I've never been a person ever in all those 25 years to uh, try to be a fear monger. You know, the media is is great at that. Generally, didn't have to do that, but in this case, there's kind of this coalescence of AI outpacing the tools, and to be forthright, it is uh, you know the conflicts that were involved in globally as the United States. Those are with adversaries that, like Russia, for example, absolutely targets us to take money from citizens. If it's a Russian attack, it's probably going to be money. If it's a Chinese attack, it's probably going to be intellectual property or ways to blackmail and bribe people. And then Middle East um, might be more ideology-based, and the world is a bit uh, confrontational right now. So no one feels like they need to leave the gloves on the gloves are off in the cyber world yeah it's not good information to hear but it's definitely good to know the reality behind everything yes. and have awareness yes. of it that that's right the wealth management community and advisors in general are in a unique position to provide counsel to their clients on how to navigate these threats and best protect their most sensitive information can you share how financial advisors can educate their clients on the importance of protecting this financial information? Sure. The first thing to acknowledge is that if you have a wealth manager, advisor, you feel like you have something to lose. You've worked really, really hard. Uh, and most likely your family has been part of that journey uh, and, and worked really hard as well to accumulate wealth, um, accumulate assets. And they want to be protected. So my first message is your customers are worried about their personal protection as well as their as their information protection. And the more you can be educated around helping them on that, especially the information side, they probably don't look to their wealth advisor on personal protection, but on the information side, the more that you can be an asset to them, I think that deepens the relationship. And what I see too often in wealth advisors, and I and I know a lot of them, whether whether I personally use them or whether I'm a client of theirs, I, I I hear a lot of what they have to say. And too often they revert to like regulatory body to say, oh, the you know the regulations make me do this. It's and I think they got to step it up from there, and they don't have to be regulatory and information security experts, but they should know a few examples beyond regulations as to why it's important for their clients to protect themselves and the most vulnerable places that they are and tell their customers, you know, don't be an easy target. It's not realistic for a wealth advisor to be a complete information security expert, but going forward, I think their credibility is tied to at least being educated and knowing knowing some of the basics and you know and getting to some of the recommendations that they could make about how to secure their information um, on the personal side you know obviously the wealth management firm wealth advisor they have to comply so they're probably making investments around that i'd be surprised if they aren't the ones i know always are but their customers are still really really vulnerable and they have to kind of acknowledge that and work with them be an asset what are some specific actions that financial advisors can take to protect their data and personal information along with their clients? 
Yeah. Uh, so it's going to come down to a lot of the things we talked about before, um, about securing communications, about password management. I would recommend, you know, having some kind of a, a digital vault that has your most important information available that's completely secured so that so that you've got it centralized and protected. And then there's one more wild card, and that is the SEC has issued enormous fines, enormous billions in fines for using um, communication mechanisms that are not um, compliant with SEC FINRA regulations. And that includes WhatsApp signal and even text messages. So as a wealth advisor, you're going to have to find a way to communicate with your clients securely because those ways of that you might have used in the past uh, are going to bring a financial risk to them from the SEC and certainly an information security risk from the bad guy. So you got to secure the communications and take care of the passwords. Those are those are the basics, Julia. Thanks so much for joining us, Kurt. This is valuable information that really everyone should know and be aware of. And you were at Bunker.life and I'm at uh, Kurt Long, uh, v, VWM on, uh, on X. And uh, that's uh, the easiest ways to get in touch with me. Okay, great. Please follow us for timely updates on X, LinkedIn, and Facebook, all at Advisorpedia. For everyone at Advisorpedia and the Power Your Advice podcast team, this is Julia Smolin. 